Welcome back to my podcast. I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. I want to thank you all um, for, at least like all of you who did reach out to me after my last podcast episode, even though you really didn't have to, but I really feel, you know, special that you cared so much because I'm actually well aware that that episode was a train wreck. Um, But at the same time, even that goes to show that no one has it all together. You know, no one is perfect. No one has all the answers uh, or can deliver everything in top-notch quality all the time, right? And that's okay. And I have mentioned that before, that we're all perfectly imperfect, and that was the perfect example of that because I wasn't feeling that great um, about the podcast itself and how it's been going this year, the year itself, and how I have, you know, not really taken advantage of how many people are in a difficult situation to try to help them because I haven't been able to help myself in the same Uh, level that I have been able to help others last year and that I am able to help others even this year, you know, and I can't really serve from an empty bowl. So I needed to replenish my own bowl. But today I am much more prepared and I am excited to talk to you guys about the topic of displaced anger. Although to be fair, this was actually my friend Chelsea's idea, not my idea. <laughs> um, the topic, it is uh, her idea. And I want to take the time to talk about my friend Chelsea for a minute because I know I probably have mentioned her here before, but honestly, it is always a good idea to mention people who we love and rave about them, not just because we want to make sure that they know how much they appreciate it by us, but also because we love them so much that we feel that the whole world needs to learn about them and be able to appreciate them as well. So my friend Chelsea is actually one of the main reasons I'm still in New York. Uh, Obviously, I moved here for Scott, and Scott, you know, he's very rooted here, so it's hard to go anywhere from here, uh, permanently that is. But it was really hard for me for the first 10 years that I was here, and then I met Chelsea, and everything changed. Um... She is an incredible human being. She's a connector, a rainmaker, a superwoman, um, a mother of two, including a newborn, who is also an incredible real estate agent and wife and sister and daughter and friend. And man, you have no idea how much I thank God every day for Chelsea being in my life. Because before I met her, I struggled to make friends nearby. Um, Because really, as you can imagine, it's tough making friends as an adult. You know, especially when you're working from home with no kids. And yes, I did have wonderful friends already too, because I have a friend, Mariana, and and her husband, Jeremiah, and they live nearby, and they're great people. And I have friends from law school, but most of them moved to other states after school. And I have a friend from work, Natalie, um, you know, from one of the firms I worked at before I started my own, but she also doesn't live all that close. And Scott's childhood friends and family, most of them, lived or still live in Queens or somewhere else far. So I met Chelsea through a group that I started on Meetup for women who had free time to get together during the day for lunch because I actually, you know, was working from home and I just wanted to take a a pause in the middle of my day and go meet people. Uh, And I reserved the evenings to be with Scott because that's the only time we were together. And she was actually the first person to come to my Meetup and in fact, the only one who showed up that day And she was so perfect that I actually shut down the group after I met her because I felt like she was everything I ever wanted in a friend and I didn't even need another one. (laughs) But to my surprise, not only did she 
and I become super close, but she also introduced me to a group of ladies who I now call my Wonder Women. And I know that I have mentioned that before also, but she has changed my life. Actually, she's improved my life in ways that I couldn't even have dreamed of because, you know, I just had never experienced so many girlfriends before. And one of the things that I love the most about Chels is that she's super straightforward. You know, she's like a no bullshit type girl. She's gentle about it. You know, she's not rude or abrasive or mean or anything like that. But it's just that when she has a question, she just asks. You know, if she feels something is off, she just says so. You know, and she isn't clingy. She isn't needy. She's not overly emotional uh, or anything like that. So in my mind, she's absolutely perfect. You know, honest to God, it's like it's this, she's like the ideal friend. And I love all of those things about her. So... um. I'm mentioning all of this because it has a lot to do with what I'm going to say later. And it also has to do with how we came up with this idea for today's podcast episode. Because after my last podcast, she reached out to me to see how I have been. Because, you know, she felt like we haven't really talked much. Um, And, you know, and I, 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 we do talk all the time, actually. But we haven't talked much about, you know, anything any struggles personal struggles we've been going through and um you know we both are super busy with work and family obligations you know she has two kids like I said one is a newborn and I have a ton of work and and at least I've had a lot of work for the last few months so um even though we do see each other um it's hard to find the time to connect on one-on-one with a lot of time so and the thing about her, by the way, is that she always finds time, always finds time for her friends. It's something that it's indescribable, actually. I don't know how she does it, but she always puts other people's needs ahead of her own. Anyway, so she called me a couple of days ago to ask me how I had been after my last podcast because she was concerned. And I am so sorry that I caused so many people to be concerned about me. <laughs> and I didn't realize it was like that bad of a, you know, or emotional of a podcast. But I was re- just literally lost on what to talk about. And I had just talked to a friend of mine about her problems. So I used that topic that I had talked to her about as the theme. But I really didn't have a plan. So, you know, or, or an outline or anything. And I went on for too, you know, for too long on too many tangents while simultaneously disappointed in myself for not having been a better uh, prepared person. Not just that in that episode, but as of late. So anyhow, I told her that I was fine because, you know, she was worried that perhaps she had done something to upset me, which baffled me because, you know, she has never, ever done anything at all that could possibly upset me. Um, so I was so concerned that she would even think that, um, that I told her like, what, what, you know, why would you think that I think that? But she's just a super caring person, right? And it was just so sweet of her to ask. And, um, And I was so puzzled as to why and worried that, you know, maybe I have acted in a way that made her feel that way, that we were, you know, so we were talking about that and we were talking about reasons for feeling this way and how many times we have come across people with misplaced anger, right? So she was just trying to proactively manage expectations and proactively manage any issues that I might not have brought up on my own. Um, And we were talking about how we also have dealt with misplaced anger ourselves Uh, and to be honest, I have, and quite recently, to be, you know, I have a funny story about that. So if I'm being perfectly honest, just literally a couple of days ago, uh, like over the weekend on Sunday, um, I, I totally misplaced my anger, and I will tell you that funny story in a second. But here's the thing about misplaced anger. There are several types, and since I don't have all that much time and I don't want to bore you with a long episode, I just want to talk about two types. 
those who, um, you know, the types from people who expect people to be mind readers and those uh, from people who genuinely are mad at something else. And instead of acting out on what is truly making them mad, they misplace their anger and they lash out um, on something that isn't as hurtful or a person who didn't cause that. But it's basically, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. I actually seriously just did that, you know, on this wonderfully sweet DoorDash guy. And this is my funny story. So, um, and I know all about it and I'm not proud of it, but I fixed it. And this is why, you know, this funny and embarrassing story actually is coming in handy for me to share with you soon. But first though, let's talk about the first kind of misplaced anger. Do you ever get angry and resentful because you're not getting what you want? Do you ever feel like your needs are not being met by someone else? And if you do, let me ask you, have you ever tried just point blank asking for what you want? Because when you feel you're not getting what you want from others, the easiest thing to do is to complain about it, right? But blaming other people for your feelings of dissatisfaction is the wrong approach and it will not bring any solution to the issue. The only way to get what you want is to ask for it. And asking can be really uncomfortable, like asking for a raise, for help, or even for just someone to listen to what you have to say, right? And as difficult as it may be to ask, it's also important to realize that you will not get exactly what you want unless you do so. Sorry to break it to you, but no one is a mind reader. So if you are afraid of how others will perceive you for asking, it's about time that you shake that off, you know, shake off that fear and change your ways. What you will come to learn is that deep inside, everyone wants to give. So when you genuinely and graciously and authentically ask for something, your request will be met with the same energy and tons of respect. So how do you get comfortable with this? Well, there's three steps. The first step is to accept that you are uncomfortable with it and that you have already spent most of your life not asking for what you want and therefore it feels weird to you. So it's normal to be uncomfortable. But also remember the power that you will gain from stepping outside of your comfort zone. In psychology, that's called exposure therapy. Step two is to make sure that you are clear about what you're asking for. You gotta really know what you want before you ask for it. And honestly, that to me is where the struggle lies. Cause you know how the whole thing, be careful what you're asking for, cause you may get it. But one thing that I have found is that if you back up your want with a positive intention, right? Uh, then things tend to work out in your favor. Because, for example, love energy behind the intention is met with love on the receiving end. And step three is just do it. Just ask. If you find yourself beating around the bush, recognize that avoidance problem and just blur it out. Yep, it's scary. But honestly, that can change your life in that instant. So you'll realize that no matter the outcome, you know, which means like even if you don't get what you want, you know, if you don't get what you ask for, you will get what you need just like the rolling stones said and that is self-respect you know you will start respecting yourself because you went after something you wanted and you asked for it and that will lead others to respect you right back and the other type of misplaced anger is uh, a little bit 
trickier. <laughs> like I said, I just experienced it while ordering a DoorDash. So I will start with my own extremely embarrassing and not so high vibe and not one of my proudest moments example because you will probably always remember this lesson after I share it. So this past Sunday, you know, just a Sunday, Scott and I were upstairs dealing with some Wi-Fi issues. And, you know, we have a lot of optimum Wi-Fi issues, but this one affected our ability to print via a Wi-Fi printer and to connect to the internet in half of our house. So for two people who are working super hard from home, that was an issue, right? So I decided to tackle that issue as well as handle a thousand other things at once, like my mom asking for information that I had already sent her, friends asking for favors, responding to my soul sister who lives in Tampa regarding this unreal job that she's doing for me revamping my IG account on um, at High Vibe, which side note, you need to remember her name. Her name is Sofia Elena. She is the head behind Mindful Bliss Tribe. I've interviewed her twice here before. So if you need any assistance with a true professional who has reasonable pricing and knows everything about social media marketing and branding, then look no further than my friend Sofia Elena. You have to contact her on her IG at Mindful Bliss Tribe or at Sofia Elena Official. Seriously, check out my, my brand new um, Instagram account. I, at High Vibe Advocate because it's amazing and she did it all. She's amazing. Her expertise and design quality helped me grow my following by 175% or more in just a couple of days. And seriously, you would have to be crazy not to hire her if you need that kind of help. So, and I now feel like my soul sister, you know, has been able to take my soul, tastefully display it on my IG page so that it actually reflects who I really am. High Vibe Advocate has never been so much more like me than, than it is now. So thank you so much, Sophs. Um, but anyway, I'm digressing. So without good Wi-Fi, it has been really hard to communicate, especially since the AT&T cell tower has been down since the last storm, like the, the Tuesday storm last week. So Wi-Fi is the only way that I can connect even to make Wi-Fi calling from my house. And I, and I have cell phones even from my work. So I was on a chat thing with Altis One you know, from Optimum, my provider, for over two hours waiting my turn. And then I was also responding to Sophia. I was responding to my parents. I was responding to other friends. I was responding to my clients because I work all the time. I was ordering food from a nearby restaurant on DoorDash that I have had numerous issues with in the past. Not DoorDash, but this restaurant, right? But it's also the only place where I could get spicy tuna crispy rice, which is something that I miss from the, you know, from fine dining at Nobu. And I know this is super bougie stuff, but, you know, COVID took away all of that for me. Anyway, I take forever to get the order placed because of the numerous issues, including the Wi-Fi, and finally it goes through, and the estimated time is about an hour top, but it takes two hours. Meanwhile, I'm still on hold with chat, I know on the chat thing, with Altis One. Finally, the food arrives, right? And I'm starving, and I cannot wait to eat that crispy rice dish that I ordered, which is the reason I had to deal with that annoying restaurant which I quickly realize is not in the package. And I look at the receipt and it's not on the receipt, but it's on my DoorDash receipt. So I call DoorDash and they say that the Dasher is the one that places the order. Uh, sorry, we called the restaurant and they say that the Dasher is the one that places the order. So he must have placed the wrong order. But all he did at that time was forget the crispy rice, you know? So we had ordered other rolls and he just kind of like ordered two of the same roll but the restaurant also messed up his mess up order so they delivered a different roll completely you know than the one that he had mistakenly ordered twice and this roll was like totally totally covered in eel which is something that I don't eat and I have an intolerance to and I had listed that in my notes in this order right so it almost felt purposeful that they had sent me this roll covered in eel when I said like I'm intolerant to eel because you're supposed to list your intolerances right well 
It was already taking me all my energy to handle so much at once. And I just exploded, you know, because um, I had been on hold for two hours, two and a half hours with Altice One, and I still hadn't been answered. I ordered from this annoying restaurant, took forever to order, took twice as long to get here, and the order came wrong. And I was like handling all these other things. And like, and on top of that, Altice One decides to take, you know, finally take, you know, re- respond to, to my inquiry and start helping me the exact same moment that I had to handle the mistaken order. So they waited, like after I waited two and a half hours for them, they waited five minutes and they said that I didn't respond and they closed my chat. So all those hours have been for nothing. And like I legit exploded. How, you ask? I threw each piece of eel onto my sink my wall, my screens, and the other remainder of the sushi all over my kitchen to the point where my screens are now still covered in some wasabi and fish eggs. And I threw some of the soy sauce too. And it even like hit this glass that was on the kitchen island along the way and it shattered all over the floor. Meanwhile, my poor, my, like, my, my poor, super patient, incredible husband who has stuck through me numerous times you know, in fits like this, uh, during our 18 years together, was on the phone with door, the DoorDash guy, you know, who told him that he was going, you know, he was going to fix this and to text him what was missing because he was going to go back and pick it up. And this is something I have never seen happen before. So I didn't believe it, right? How high vibe of me. And my mom right now is probably shaking her head and asking why I'm such an oversharer and why I'm telling you guys all this. But I will tell you why. It's because I know that it helps others. I know that I'm not the only one who explodes sometimes. And the lesson is still about to come. So I feel it's ridiculous that my husband doesn't react with the same attitude of, yeah, right, you're going to go there and pick it up and then come back and do the right stuff as if, you know. So I just give this guy a one star rating before he even has the chance to fix it. And I bash the restaurant online, you know, for their repeated mistakes and times that they take to, to send things over. And I proceed to get my money back from DoorDash which I know also meant that the Dasher's tip got taken back or something, you know. But to my surprise, the guy does show up with the missing crispy rice at my house. And honestly, I felt like a total jerk. Because not only um, then, uh, you know, but overnight, you know, until the next morning, I just couldn't sleep about this. And I, I had already given him that one star review. And I was thinking maybe he didn't get his tip. And he went through so much just to make sure he fixed it. And mistakes, everybody makes mistakes. You know, I've made mistakes. What if somebody had acted like that towards my mistakes? What if this was the first mistake he ever made? You know, I couldn't even live with myself. I was so upset at that, um, the reaction that I had, um, and the mistake that I made by, you know, reacting too quickly and not giving him an opportunity to fix it. Um, but at the same time, that wasn't the reason that I boiled over, you know, I just totally took it out on this poor guy. Like the reason I boiled over was because I had all these issues with my Wi-Fi and, and with, you know, doing too many things at once that I took upon myself And what he, like, missing that crispy tuna was literally, like, just, like, the straw that broke the camel's back. If everything else was going right, I wouldn't have given him the one star. I would have let him fix it. I wouldn't even have gotten that upset. Um, So I actually asked my husband for his number because my husband had talked to him the night before, right? So I texted him, and I sent him a real heartful apology. And I got his Venmo info, and I tipped him a much nicer tip much much higher and he was kind enough to reply to give me the info to forgive me and to let me know that he also offers rides to the airport as a side gig if ever needed so now I also got a driver so see there's a there's a silver lining on that but listen I was wrong right I misplaced my anger and it happens 
because it was a combination of things, which I didn't quite recognize then, but definitely realized after the fact. And yeah, I messed up. But the most important thing is that I fixed it. And so can you. It just takes a little reflection, you know? Like, have you ever come home from a stressful day in the office and found yourself snapping at your spouse or your children for the slightest wrong? Because when you feel hurt or victimized, there's a natural reaction to just lash out on others, you know? Then, you know, they're, all, they're often like a totally innocent third party. And you just have some power over them, like your employees or your children, right? And, and that's when your mind tries to assert control over something, right? Over how you feel so you can stop the pain. But it does it in the most destructive way possible, which is hurting someone else who has nothing to do with that necessarily. So that is called projected, misdirected, or displaced anger. And it is important that you're able to identify and stop that process. Because if you leave it unaddressed, displaced anger can hurt and alienate the people closest to you. So recognizing and confronting the underlying things that hurt you um, or that anger you, even though it's hard, it's essential work that you have to do. And the key to resolving displaced anger is recognizing that it's happening And then if you find yourself yelling at your child for not eating dinner, ask yourself, is this really what I'm angry about? Because if you're displacing your anger on others, apologizing honestly and finding someone to talk about it, you know, the real underlying issues that are causing all that anger would be very helpful. And it could be a friend, it could be a loved one or a psychologist. You know, it's normal though. And that's the thing to remember here. But it's also unfair to others. So you have to remember to fix it. But we are human. And these are normal human emotions. You would be God if you were perfect. And you are alive and experiencing this awesome yet challenging and sometimes scary roller coaster ride called life precisely because you are imperfect. At least I truly believe that. So we are here to go through the ups and downs and to share joy of the good and the lessons of the bad and to rejoice in knowing that we are all so much more alike than we are different. So let's try and minimize the projecting and maximize the reflecting so that we can all feel a little bit less guilty, shall we? So that's all I wanted to say. I went overboard. I went over time. But that is all I have for today. Thank you for being with me and for listening to me and for being a part of my journey. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate. Looking forward to your outreach at HighVibeAdvocate.com and your follow and my completely amazing new Instagram page at High Vibe Advocate and looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday.